Can one of you guys did one did one of you guys have a bit you want to try for the opening for the cold open? Something you wanted to try? Anything? No. Um. I mean, I got doc. I got. I do. I mean, you know, I've been. Hold it. What happened? Objection. Oh, okay. Well, I had this new character named Doctor. Hold it. Doctor Cheat Codes. Objection. You know, you've been talking about I didn't have enough characters, and I was going to do Doctor Cheat Codes, who gives all the cheat codes for the greatest. Hold it. For the best, for the the ones. People got so angry when I would do all the yelling, and now Justin's going to get all that hate. Yeah, especially because he's I'm actually, but the difference is I'm beloved. <laughs> I'm working from a position of beloved, you know, is the difference. Yeah. People are much more indulgent. If you want infinite bullets in Halo, uh, hold down the X button. Objection! Fuck. It's, fuck. He's sort of like the pepper of the show. Yeah. It's a flavor enhancer, you see. Every character needs struggle, <laughs> you know? Needs drama, needs struggle, needs mm-hmm. conflict. Something a Moriarty, if you will. That, uh, yeah, if you will. <laughs> or, <laughs> or in, in this game's parlance, a Rory Marty. <laughs> and if you want the super jump in Detroit, become human. That's you hold. You press the square button and the X button together. This has been Doctor Cheat Codes. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and Hold I know it. the... My name is Griffin McElroy, <laughs> and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best... Objection! <laughs> My name is Russ Freshick, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in uh, home interactive, semi-interactive entertainment, because uh, this week we're talking about the Ace Attorney Chronicles. It's the, gotta be at least the third or fourth... Fien- uh, game in the Phoenix Wright well, Ace Attorney And let me just series. mention, it is the great Ace Attorney Chronicles. We don't well, I wouldn't go crazy, <laughs> Russ, but okay. Uh, the, uh, uh, this is the, I don't know, this is like, what, the bajillionth uh, I think Phoenix it's like Wright game? Tw- it's, been the- a, it's been a grip, though, right? It's been a while since, was, is that Apollo, right? Was it the last one? So, so yeah, this is the a, last main character. This is a compilation and, and translation of two games that came out in Japan that never came here. So while while those games were dropping there, we kind of had a a drought that this is uh, remedying. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, if it, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. Mm. Yeah, it's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is but but plant the question on everyone's mind? What is the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles? It's a legal simulation game set in a courtroom where you play a lawyer and you try to, you know, do the legal stuff. Yeah, you have evidence. I think that's I think that I think that sums it up quite nice. I'm about to fucking kick everybody else off this. It's a badass game where you do courtroom stuff and okay. Sherlock Holmes is in it, but he's Hold a it. big dump. This episode of the Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Real quick, before we get into this, because I think it's an important contextualization, because I read some reviews after I sort of like you know, felt I was comfortable with where I was on it. And I feel like there was a, a a pretty big split between people who had a familiarity with this franchise going in and yes. people who were kind of starting fresh. So where where are you guys on the Ace Attorney sort of uh, fandom? I've only played the very first Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney game, and that's it. I absolutely loved it. But it was also a lot of reading and it made me sleepy to read that much. So I haven't played the other ones, but I really, really like that game. So that's really it for me. Uh, I played the original trilogy uh, and a couple other ones sort of here and there. There was uh, Spirit of Justice, I think is maybe the most recent one that came out in the States in 2016. Um, I definitely missed a few in there. I missed the the Apollo Justice era. Um, but yeah, I, I love this series. So that's my my relationship with it i'm fresh i'm so Ooh, fresh i really I, that's interesting i don't know how you yeah. miss these see i saw screenshots of it before you know i i know that i have to hold it in objection yes that's, that's about it okay uh Jeez, what about you man i don't know i kind of go in and out there's some that i played to completion um i have not for a little bit uh I think I checked out that Phoenix Wright crossover with uh, Professor with, Layton. With Professor, Professor Layton. Layton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Professor Layton, I, if you're comparing these two franchises, which I feel like is sort of endemic to them, Professor Layton, we can all uh, at least agree, whips Ace Attorney's ass what? all no. over town, right? Professor Layton games are great. I mean, no, I mean, they're good. They're very good games, but I don't. I actually think it is more competitive than that. Anyway. Okay. Well, okay. They, you're I, right. Okay. I'll just let me just like just, just open it up here. Okay. This one's it. I don't. It's been a little while since I played an Ace Attorney game, um. So I don't remember if this has always been the case, uh. But this game is very, very much a visual novel. Very, very much more so, I feel like, at least in memory, than the previous uh, games were. uh, No. Yeah, hard disagree. (laughs) Really? I mean, you are right. It is a visual novel, but the other games are also very much just didn't have that sort of like, like that wasn't a phrase people used a lot back then. I think that's I do feel like, though, okay, I did the first two cases. Okay. And the interaction... No, I can. I feel pretty confident about the fact that there was a lot more investigative interaction, and the cases had more interaction 
um, in them. You mean in the older games? Yes. That I, I feel confident that you could like there. You would listen to testimony. There would be less shorter gaps in between times that you would have cross to examine and cross like examine interact. or interact. Yeah, sure. And actually, I could back this up somewhat because this game has an option to if this tells you the kind of game it is to not play. You could do yeah. an option where it's like I don't actually want to do the game parts. I just want to do like the reading and the and uh, and experience the, the the tale, the story. To give to give the listener a little something to hang on to here, if you haven't played the game or any of these games, the the first case that you have, you have been accused of capital M murder, and you must represent yourself in court. Uh, and you you have like a menu full of items that are the that have been entered into evidence, and eventually you can examine them and then kind of apply them uh, in how you talk with uh, the really two I guess three accusers, uh, and and that that's the that's the game. Is that yeah? The basically, yeah. they'll they'll like someone will make a statement that says like, oh, I saw him with the gun. And then if you have something in your inventory that proves that you were not holding the gun, just as an example, uh, you present that and it kind of moves the story forward. So that's like the the core conceit of Ace Attorney yeah. games. I, I, I really like this game. I want to get my one, uh, my one frustration out of the way first because maybe you can tell me if I'm missing something here. The, what what I, I didn't like about the game is right at the very top, uh, there's a, a man who's been murdered, right? And they're like, hey, you know, they make all these arguments. And then you have the, one of the first pieces of evidence you have is a photo of the man being uh, after he's been shot. And he is facing away from his table, which suggests that he was not sitting at that table. So right away, I'm like, oh, well, this is open shut. Like, this is just a bad crime scene investigation. He was at a different table altogether. Somebody else was at this table, which really breaks the entire argument. I mean, that's of the not case. what happened, though. I know, and that's why I it don't want to spoil it. But because I kept trying to use that photo, being like, "Hey, this is clearly a problem," <laughs> and and they're like, "No, like, shut it up." Is, well, it why, is possible why are you trying to, to bring this up. It is possible to see something in a piece of evidence. Yeah. That you're like, well, that's something. But like, you will not be able to apply that contradiction that you found until like the one like part where it does contextually contradict the specific thing that's being. That has always been an issue with these games, right? Is, yeah. is that yeah. sometimes you can get, you can outsmart it a bit and the game doesn't like that because it wants the very specific answer to the very specific thing. But like, I, 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 just to put in my two cents here, because I feel like everybody's kind of doing that. I think this is the best game in the series so far Ooh. because I think it doesn't do that very much. I I have found I finished the first of the. This is two games, right? I finished the first yes. one entirely, uh, and have started in on the second one. And I think that the cases are some of the best cases that have been in it. Uh, we need to talk about Herlock Sholmes. We have to discuss Herlock Sholmes because he's in this game. This game is set during sort of uh, turn of the 20th century Victorian London and also like Meiji era uh, uh, Tokyo. Uh, and so like, first of all, there's a lot of wild shit there about London and, and Japan having this sort of blossoming relationship that is also large, like a pretty healthy amount of racism. So much constant racism, like constant, constant, like, constant racism. We should be clear that they are not 
it is not a racist game. They are just constantly calling attention to the fact that racism was an element in the world at this time. And that really goes to like the quality of the writing, which I think is just absolutely top stellar. Notch, stellar. It's fe- it's fucking fantastic. Whoa. You don't think so, Justin? No, no. What? Do you think it's a racist game? No, I, th- I'm not talking about the racism oh. aspects of it. No, the I, writing. No, the right. It's like that. You can make an argument that like. No, guys, it's not. Like, I, you read books and too, stuff, too. I know that you have a reference for this. Like, it's not. Points are repeated over and over and over again. There's very little, like, in the way of clever dialogue. People are you're more your, ciphers are than they are your, human beings. Like, Let me can – I, can I jump in I, on this point? This is just specific to something you mentioned earlier, Justin, and I wanted to make this clear. And, and honestly, it um, – I agree with this critique, which is – Early in all of the games, and this one included, it is extremely railroady in terms of like holding your hand of what you do at any given moment and constantly kind of over explains exactly what every little situation is. And that can be very slow. I think once they let the reins off, and I really think that starts with case three, um, it becomes a much more fluid experience. You don't feel like you're constantly being talked down to because you feel like you're in a comfortable, comfortable enough scenario that you understand what's going on. Now, again, that is not to take away the critique of like, it really does feel like it's talking down to you early in the game, but I do think that eases up as you get deeper into it. Yeah. I I come somewhere in the middle between hoops in, in that, in that I, I think the writing can be quite clever at times, and I, I, I find the characters really interesting. There's a, a guy that is accusing you early on who wears a baby on his back because he can't afford a, a child care, which that just sounds sad, but it is uh, portrayed in a real funny way. Uh, but I think the problem at the beginning is I found myself accidentally triggering repeats of dialogue a lot. And there's no like fast skip button. So it's like, oh, oops, you're going to tell me this again. Okay, I'm just going to spam the buttons to make this go away. Um, and I, I I, wasn't sure how much of the game was it repeating itself and me still learning um, how to avoid triggering it from uh, telling me the same thing uh, over and over again. You know what you mentioned about the first case? In the first case, it's sort of put on its heels from a standard ace attorney game where you are actually the one on trial for murder, right? Mm-hmm. So and it's like, oh, wait, I'm on trial. I have to defend myself. This is a. If we were in the hands of master storytellers, the exact same contrivance in the very next case would probably not be employed, but that is in fact what happens. In the exact next case, you are again. Mistakenly <laughs> framed for murder. Are you really? This I is like good funny. storytelling. You don't think that's funny? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Funny. It's not played as a joke. It's just uh, bad. I think it's, <laughs> it's kind of played as a joke. I mean, it's kind of funny. Th- okay, th- what actually frustrates me more about this is that there are good <laughs> beats that are with it, right? Like Griffin's alluding to the the Herlock Holmes. It's pretty funny. It's like a bad Sherlock Holmes who unveils the mystery by being like pretty bad and then when you correct him he's sort of like that's what i'm saying exactly this guy gets it <laughs> it's so it's good fu- it's, it's fucking great it's buried under so much tell not show it like and so much cruft that you just have to like pound through and like reiterating points over and over and over again because they're so afraid that like 
you're going to miss something. And like, yeah, and maybe the first two, maybe it's a slow starter. It took me so long. I mean, we've to get through these first two cases just because I found it like so boring. The frustrating thing though is like the beats were like you did uncover like a like it's pretty decent the 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 interactivity that is there about like finding this evidence and you know pointing it out to people there's an interesting thing where you're like which is sort of like feels like where why they introduced Herlock Holmes because there's like an element of looking for clues in an environment to like point out a contrivance as you're talking to someone you notice some little piece of evidence and you use that to counter their statement or whatever and some of those beats are interesting it's just like it takes so long to get through it. And this is always my problem with visual novels, why I can't fuck around with most of them, is because, like, when you do this, you are, have taken away, I feel like, the superpower of video games and are putting yourself in, like, compare... I have to then say, like, wouldn't I rather be... Re like, would I rather be reading a really good book than this if I'm just going to be reading a bunch of non-interactive stuff? Yo, so uh, that is the challenge for me with, with visual novels. And I feel like this... With, like, a little bit more inter interactivity, I could get there, but it's just not – I can't get to that point with, with this. I I completely I completely feel that from years ago. And I'm, I'm curious where Griffin lands on this because I know he, he's, like, visual novels for a lot longer than, obviously, both of us. I think what finally made visual novels click for me is, one, you just have to, like, straight up be like – this is not going to be Don Quixote, you know, like we're, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to get that from, from this, uh, you know, kind of nascent form. Uh, but the other thing is I, I realized that the visuals of the visual novel really helped transport me into whatever the vibe was. And I think it's something like 13 Sentinels, which I will, I'll spare us having that long conversation uh, all over again, except for to say it's on sale right now, I believe. On I dug, I dug that one for whatever it's worth because of what you're talking about. Yeah. It felt it, very... Uh, yeah, it, it pulls you in. And, and I think for, for this game, for me too, I really like the animation and I really like the vibe. Like... Your boy is, he is so sweaty at the beginning of this. He really exhibits or exudes the energy of a bad stand-up comedian. Like every time he says something and gets reprimanded, he looks like he's about to poo himself. Um, well, because I, it's I, worth I, noting it's not Phoenix Wright. You're playing as yeah. Ryonosuke Naruhodo, who is like not a lawyer, but has to be a lawyer which I think makes him an incredibly endearing character because yeah, I am also, I am also not a lawyer. <laughs> true true but yeah i i i think i think i just think the game has a really good energy and that's such a i there's like i wish i had more to say about it but i think it's really colorful i think all the character animations are really sweet and charming and likable i think it is um i'm curious how it gets later in the game because i i did wasn't able to play like more than like four hours but I think it's really sympathetic to its characters. Like I think if, if that's if there's a thing that I like about the writing, it's that I I could feel it rounding off the edges of its characters. Um, yeah, and that that's that really charmed me. It's that's, a, that's certainly a common trend. Uh, I think in these games is they they build up these characters. Actually, you know, you think about like a Final Fantasy game, for example. Four hours in, for you to have affinity for six to eight characters is like unheard of right it takes like 10 to 15 hours for you to give a shit whether this white mage does anything and now in this game for me you know 
this is an entirely new cast of characters. There's no recurring returning characters. And I was already like becoming attached to these characters and knowing because I played the other games that it's not just each case is a standalone thing. The cases like interweave with one another. So events in one case might affect a case that happens 10 hours later and characters return and come back and, and all that stuff that kind of brings life to a visual novel that like, We've, I've talked about it. I didn't like 13, 13 Sentinels. And one of the reasons is that it felt stiff to me. And what I think this brings to the table on that front it are these animations and these like characters that are like way in your face and pointing and slamming tables and stuff like that to make it feel like closer to a movie experience. That's not, it's not, it doesn't feel like a book. Even Objection. though I realize it kind of splits the difference, it feels more engaging. I, I just wanted to object to the 13 Sentinels. Point. It's good. I, I think the rest is right. <laughs> Actually. I really liked this game. And I think, it, I, talking about it, I really do think it comes down to the the characters. Because, and this is maybe a bullshit sort of uh, point, since I know, like, I don't know if any of y'all got that far, but it really does come together in the third case. Like, the third case is where... You have to do an investigation to find evidence to submit in court. There's new court mechanics that are really great, Juice, that I genuinely think would fix the thing. They introduce a jury in this game, right? So there's six NPCs that, like, sit in the, the, the courtroom and weigh in, and there will be times where they all go guilty, and you're about to lose, but you get one last chance to have a, a, a summation argument where now you're playing the jurors off each other. So now it's not like, I'm going to use my evidence to disprove the thing that this uh, witness said. It's these two jurors can't even get on the same fucking page about what they think. So this ruling cannot go forward. I will probably keep pushing through to see this stuff that you're talking talking about like I, I because also because i feel like it's i, I maybe did the most boring parts and you then did, I, yeah you know i don't want to yeah. just bail before i get to the parts that seem i, I will say though i mean like I, I, this is always subjective right and i don't want to hear like if you disagree with what i'm saying and you love it like you you're just probably different like i you just have a different tolerance for this. this is fine whatever i'm just saying like if you are someone who gets frustrated when there's not a lot of interactivity, then I will say concretely that early on in this game, that is definitely the case. And it takes a very long time to get to a point where you are. I mean, from what I'm hearing, maybe in the third case, but like it takes a long time to get to a point where that's alleviated. Yeah. I think the third case, you know, if you play through the third case and you're still not feeling it at all, you can pull the plug at that point. Like I completely agree with you. Um, and I agree as well on the interactivity thing. I would have wanted more of that earlier on. Um, I just wanted to like, just to call back the writing, like, I don't know. I play a lot, a lot of games and I read a lot of written text and dialogue and characters and, and just, I realize the bar is kind of low in terms of like video game narrative, broadly speaking. And I really do think the fact that they've crafted this story, which really is like not only case to case, but like across the board full of like wild turns and unexpected events and characters that you really care about. It is a pretty amazing accomplishment, not to mention the fact it's like the seventh or eighth Ace Attorney game. They've done so, it so many times, yeah. It really, you know, in terms of localization, I think is 
the best series for localization there is right now. Yeah. Um, I can't think of another series that does better Japanese to English localization than this. Which is especially um, wild when you consider that, like, the main hook of it, and we mentioned the racism thing before, which, like, I don't know that we clarified that specifically enough. In in case three, you have gone to London, and everybody there thinks you're an idiot. Like, everybody there thinks you are an uneducated dipshit because you are a Japanese person because yeah. it is turn of the 20th century Victorian London and watching like fighting back against that like seeing a character fight back against that like through the the context of this game is like one of the one of the I don't know one of the coolest things that I've seen in a in a visual novel game like this before I I I, I yeah I think the characters in this game sort of shine when they when they wrestle with that stuff uh because it's it's not something that i think i've ever seen in a video game before and sherlock yeah, holmes great. is so stupid he's so dumb <laughs> he's such a big dumb dumb and they had to call him yeah. herlock sholmes because they couldn't get the rights are you kidding me <laughs> i actually I actually like i'm pretty sure that character's in the public domain like, yeah so interesting little side note Part of him is the early Sherlock Holmes stories are in the public domain. So if you do a Sherlock Holmes where he's just cold and calculating and doing heroin, that's fine. But if you make Sherlock Holmes somewhat likable, and this came up recently with the Enola Holmes movie, you need to get the rights from the Arthur Conan Doyle, um, you know, foundation yeah. in order to use it. So but that's they why they had to change call the him Sherlock Holmes, right? Like they definitely could, right? No, that that's what they're saying. They didn't want to open themselves up to the liability uh, in well, Japan. Okay. So it's not like comp- they just didn't want to fuck with it. In Japan, he was called Sherlock Holmes when the game came out in like 2016. Since then, there's been legal cases that forced them to change the name. I wonder basically. if that's. I don't understand the sort of dynamics between these two countries well enough. But like considering what we're talking about in this time period, I wonder if they're like it's sort of a jab, like it's like taking a swing of it, making Sherlock Holmes this great hero of British literature, kind of a dum-dum. I wonder if it's He like- becomes more endearing, I think. By by the end of it, like, and he has befriended Narahodo, like, it, it, he is a genuinely great character who's, like, foolhardiness maybe doesn't match up with the 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 Doyle shit, but is, yeah. like, he's, I- he's, he's not a complete boob. I think it has more to do with intellectual property law here versus yeah. there I mean, you know that you know mm. in japan you have hatsune miku where like the idea of open sourced ips is much more comfortable versus here where it's definitely not i wish there was more um i i don't know if this is different between the localizations but i wish there was more voice uh acting in 2021 it feels like pretty notable to not have it especially when i just came off like an apple arcade game that um, was fully voiced in in a similar style. Like, it just feels like, I mean, I know there's a lot of text, but even a little bit more, um, I feel like would have gone a long way. Even in in Japanese, I don't know if it, you know, if we want to avoid the localization thing, like something like that. There's also a a case, I think the fourth case, where a domestic violence incident is played up for LARFs, Mm. for LARFs and Mm. goofums uh, in a way that hit pretty bad. Um, Yeah. The second case is also one of the saddest things I've ever heard. It's very <laughs> weird, the, the expediency with which people move on from it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the, uh, you, I, reader, listener, dear, you know with 100% certainty how you would feel about this game <laughs> at this point. 
hearing what we have said, I feel like we have given everyone the, the clues that they need. Now they just need to put all the evidence together <laughs> and you will have a complete case as to how you would feel about the mystery of how you would feel about Great Ace Attorney Chronicles will be solved. Uh, so I think we've earned with that, if I may be subsumed, we've we've earned a break, you know? Let's be free. Mm. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because they've got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties okay before we get into some reader mail i wanted to mention in case people aren't aware uh we have two the besties podcast t-shirts that are available on uh the dftba storefront i don't know what the what's the link what do you guys usually throw to for this macronmerch.com McElroyMerch.com. Lovely. Uh, we'll make another point. Well, by the way, we'll do another link that's like McElroy and Plant and Frosting merch. <laughs> and you. it'll just Appreciate be the shirts. I wonder if BestiesBuys.com is available. Oh, that's good. Uh, we've got the uh, yellow, looks like the uh, podcast logo logo uh, shirt. And also, we've got one that says, um, 
what is it? It's a it's a video game book club podcast. Yeah, so that's like, right. It says it's a video game book club podcast podcast. <laughs> uh, which is very good and funny, and I definitely don't get pissed off when I read the book club part. Good. Um, but yeah, both of those are available. So check those out if you would. Y'all, I uh, I pulled our our listeners for some uh, video game legal questions. And before I ask them, I'll remind everybody that the besties, uh, we are not lawyers. And no, please do no, not no. use our advice uh, in a court of law. Uh, but the first question that I have uh, from Paradigm Shaft is, is what Kirby does to his enemies illegal or is it a war crime? It's not a war. Things can be illegal and not also not a war crime. You know, there's lots of litter- littering. Um, war crime and crimes are, as I understand it, too different. It, like war crimes is like the worst crimes. If they're not you great. Do. They're bad crimes. The he, worst crimes you do. Let's talk about this Kirby Superstar Saga or whatever it's called. And onward, you can eat the ba- you eat the bad guy, mm. swallow to get the powers. But then you mm. can press the A button and create an AI companion from the power. So it's like they oh. didn't really die, like no harm, no foul. They didn't really die. No, I think that sounds Worse. like it's more like a prestige situation where you're creating a clone without their permission. This actually gets into something that's like kind of fucked up because if you can create an AI clone yeah. after eating someone, then what it presupposes is that when you eat them and don't do that, their mortal soul is still kind of rattling around inside Kirby's body and like fully aware and present, but also consumed, which to me, I feel like crosses a line for sure. But then let's, let's figure this out. Okay. Cause now I'm, okay. fu- now I'm fucked up. You press the select button and you can spit the power out and turn back into regular Kirby, but it turns into like a bouncing star, which if you don't <laughs> suck it up before it bounces three times, then it shatters and disappears. And that, that's their soul. That's death. That's their soul. That is death. Yo. That's yeah. when the death happens. Not when you swallow, not when you- No, 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 no. No. You're fully aware. Fully wait, aware. Wait, 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 wait. I think I'm onto yeah. something. I'm onto something pretty big here. You remember at the end of that Men in Black movie where you realize that like the entire galaxy is on yes. a marble on yes. like a like, kitty cat, right? Yeah. Every what? movie should end that way, by the way. <laughs> oh, of <laughs> course. Cool. That's awesome. exactly how mind. Age of Innocence should end. But all I'm saying is like, what if right now, and this is real life, what if Kirby is effectively a god king and when oh, yeah. we pass, it is actually him. He's so big that we can't realize that the galaxy is just his mouth and he's oh sucking gosh. up our souls. Oh God, are you saying he's making new stars? This it, is how the stars are made. And, and that's how the stars are made. It's that's as good, good a legend as any. You know, it's a it's a it's kind of like a Midgard sort of like Norse lore thing that I'm like fucking really into, actually. Yeah. But I think we can all agree that Kirby does kill. Kirby does kill. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so do God Kings. Um, Sure. Related to that, which Nintendo, which Nintendo protagonist is the biggest criminal? This is coming from Toph Monster. So I, I. is it? Protagonist? Yeah. Uh, I guess he's, he's a, well, the Wario Land. He has yeah. his own games. It's Wario. Sure, yeah, I guess so. Easy. Sort of an anti-hero. I mean, I was going to say Slippy Toad from Star Fox. Mm. Like, what did Slippy Toad do? Yeah. I mean, fucking look at him. <laughs> look at his, look at him. You're saying he's a smooth criminal. I'm, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> condone his, his dark, his dark deeds. I'm just saying, look, look at Slippy, Slippy Toad and then think. Okay, so like Ash Ketchum. 
questionable Pokemon morality is not something that we want to. But get if, into. if he's a criminal, everybody's a criminal. In if that he's universe. a criminal, everybody. There's no law criminal, that which, will prosecute. Right. Him. Little Mac just trying to make it. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, no, no real issues there. Right. Mister Game and Watch may not have a soul. We don't know. Yeah. Ta- now, 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 Tom Nook. That is another great one. I don't. Maybe I. The the protagonist thing is debatable, but like Tom Nook, he ain't he's not a taxes. criminal. He's also, not paying taxes for sure. No taxes. Why are people so hard on him? He it is zero interest loans. Yeah, zero interest. I mean, if you want to get weird about it, Samus Aran is like a one woman endangerment. <laughs> like she, she is eradicating species at a rate that is not sustainable. Yeah. Diddy Kong just has some guns and nobody really ever talks about that. <laughs> the guns he doesn't use? He has guns. He'll pop them. He also has a hat that says Nintendo on it, which implies that Nintendo exists in his universe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got one more Nintendo question for y'all. Uh, yeah. This one's from Dan. Can we legally still call Mario a plumber if he doesn't maintain his licensure and bonding? Oh, Do we man. know that? We don't know that. Yeah, I, mean, well, I don't think it's pretty that, safe that to wouldn't say. make the game, right? That well, wouldn't no, make it in the game. Well, no, 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 no. Here, here's, here's how we know that. Because if we, if we believe that Super Mario Brothers, the movie, is canon, then at some point, Mario got sucked into the, the Mushroom Kingdom, right? And has not been back to New York since then. So okay. safe to say, when would he have had time? Well, I, I want to confirm one thing. It's definitely not canon because this. Uh-huh. As we all know, Mario and Luigi are brothers. They're twin uh-huh. brothers. They were born at the same time. However, in the movie, one is played by Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Uh-huh. And one is played by John Leguizamo. They're, they are not twins. No, they're not. <laughs> There's like 15 years between so, those people. <laughs> in New York, the master plumber... Uh, license renewal has to be done online, right? You can do it on the computer. You just need some of your licensure stuff and your renewal fees, sure. uh, which is like 150 bucks for a license. So right. like, I feel like that is something that Mario could bang out in an afternoon. A hassle <laughs> for sure. I just He's got better <laughs> things to do, but like if it's important to him to keep it, the, because there might be a, t- a point where he's like, Boy, the Mushroom Kingdom hasn't needed help for a while, and I probably should be doing something. I cannot believe that Frushik mentioned John Leguizamo, and Justin didn't have the pest music cue just ready yeah, to go. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm disappointed. I used to have it saved on my soundboard. I don't, I don't anymore. Um, hey, has anybody been playing anything else that's been fun and cool and has good graphics and, like, cool gameplay? Um... I've been playing Ender Lilies, which is a game that Griffin mentioned many moons ago in early access, and I know it's come up a few times over the last few months of people playing it. I've been playing it on Switch. Man, that game is good. There are not very many Metroidvanias where the combat feels excellent. Like, I, you know, maybe the exploration feels really good or whatever, but generally the combat kind of gets short shrift. Um, one of the few exceptions to this is Hollow Knight, where the combat feels amazing. Yeah. Ender Lilies really does manage to match the vibe of the combat um, in uh, Hollow Knight and feels excellent and has some like really cool upgrade systems. Hard as hell, too. In a, like, a really hard. satisfying way. Have you, have you, I, I don't know how far I got into the game, but there's this 
Like the second major boss is like this flying witch character that has like four phases and it's it it spikes pretty hard right there, but it it was genuinely thrilling when I managed to finally uh get get the better of her. It's, yeah, it's hard I, as hell. Yeah, it's super hard but satisfying. It doesn't feel cheap. Uh you constantly have to like adjust your strategies based on who you're fighting and like your loadouts and stuff like that. Really super sick. If you're looking for like a good way to pass the time before um, that Hollow Knight sequel comes out in Jump 2067. Um, hey, I've been playing a game we talked about also a couple couple weeks ago. Uh, SNKRX. Uh, it is the snake uh, tower defense roguelike type game. Uh, that yeah, I've been playing on iOS. I don't know if it was on iOS when we first did the segment on it, uh, but it is perfect because there's only two buttons and it's turn to the left and turn to the right. Those are the only two controls. So like it is kind of perfect for iOS. It is really good in a way I don't think I really appreciated when we first talked about it. It has a lot of auto chess stuff going on, which is to say between rounds of combat, you draft uh heroes that you add to your chain which is basically the snake from the snake game uh but you can like purchase multiple copies of one of them to you know upgrade them each one also has like tags and if you have a certain number of heroes in your chain that share the same tag then they all get certain bonuses like there's a mercenary tag and if you have enough characters of the mercenary tag suddenly enemies will start dropping extra gold and so you can sort of boost your gold reserves there's interest right so if you don't want to spend all your money you can hold on to it and maybe accrue more wealth for you to spend in the next round uh, are you using a controller for this or no using just touch screen it's all genuinely all you need is you turn left and right by tapping the left and right sides of the screen like it is totally yeah. What's it called uh snkrx it is uh it is is it's fucking brilliant. Like I cannot stop playing it. Once you finish, there's 25 rounds in each each like match, uh, and once you finish it, you unlock a new the next new game plus, which just makes all the enemies harder and adds one like hero max that you can add to your chain. So like I'm on new game f- plus five or something now, and I I cannot put it down. It's really cool. Also, real quick, Final Fantasy 14 finally got to that near content, and it's good as fuck. It's nice. really good. It's even. I bet I'd enjoy it even more if I cared about Nier, but it's uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Is that what your hot dark apocalypse is? Yes, that is the name of the content in uh sure. in FF14. Nice. But I knew if I put Final Fantasy 14, your hot dark apocalypse, you guys would. What's that noise? What is that? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's fucking near it's the international sign for we're discussing near all oh, right um yeah it's it's good the music is very good uh real quick if i could talk about two things um out of the loop is an ios game that is similar to um conceptually a board game called spyfall basically an out of the loop one person um uh, th- there's a uh, a category let's let's pick food to make this easy um, the players pass the phone around and each look at the food. And then one person will look and it says that they are out of the loop. And basically the players take turns asking each other questions that are also provided by the game. Like, you know, Justin asked Sydney when the last time she ate this was, whatever. And you have to use the person's answers 
to figure out who does not actually know what the food is. Uh, so the, the questions are all fairly general in nature, but then at the end of the round, everyone votes secretly on who they think does not actually know what the food is or does not actually know what the location is or whatever. So you're trying to like cover up your ignorance um, when you don't actually know what's going on. Is it kind of like um, faking it? There's a Jackbox game called Faking It. Faking It, yeah, similar. I think that, yes, similar idea to Faking It as well. Um, but it's a really good, like, if you want something like low lift, maybe you, like, are waiting for dinner to come out or something at the restaurant. You just need, like, you know, 10 minutes to kill. It's not like something you'd plan an evening around. But to just, like, whip out your phone and be like, here's a, you know, a fun little way to pass the time. Um, it's cool. It's called Out of the Loop. The other one is called Pulse Beast. And this is, like, a... I found it on Steam kind of randomly. It's like a platformer. I'm going to have a hard time describing it. But it's a platformer where you have a certain different set of abilities that are on a refresh. And you use these abilities to, like, get through each of the levels, which are dynamically generated. And using them changes the uh, – when you use the abilities, it sort of changes the background music of the game that you're playing. So with each, like, different ability you use – you're also changing and sort of creating a soundtrack for your level. So like each dynamically generated um, soundtrack sa is is absolutely unique to your playthrough of that level. Um, and you can actually like export them and save them. And uh, you want to hear real quick what am I just to get an sure, idea? Of, like, sure, sure. <laughs> so that. Um, that sounded really good, Juice. Yeah, it came out really good. I was really proud of that. Maybe throw some reverb on the mix. I'll the throw a little time. reverb yeah, on the mix that'll, next time. That'll make it. Uh, I've been playing more of this, The Ascent, which we'll talk about next week, but I want to recommend that game one was made thing. up, by the way. Please don't go looking for it. <laughs> what? Fuck. Pulse Beast does not exist. I just created it so I, because I missed an opportunity to play the best soundtrack, so I needed to create one. Okay. You're the worst. Uh... Hey, I, I recommend everybody who listens to this show uh, check out Art House Animation on the Criterion channel. It is a, a collection of like, I don't know, I think like 30-some animation animated films. And I think the type of people who listen to our show would really dig this. It has stuff that you're probably familiar with, like Paprika and Millennium Actress and Persepolis. Um, but it also has some stuff that I had never seen. I finally saw Belladonna of Sadness, which is... Hey, 18 plus, um, an invention for destruction, which is a great hangout vibe movie. And I think uh, people should give it a look. I don't know any of the movies. <laughs> They're all good. You should, you should watch like, these. Are they like their animation? Are they like Sherlock Gnomes? Yeah. All? Oh, my that's gosh. that's the last one I watched. They're, they're just, it, it's basically just more Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wanted to take real quick, I wanted to thank in lightning speed, um, 10 of the people that left reviews for the podcast. Um, we, there were a ton more than that, but here's just 10 that I picked at random. Cube of Soup, Meow Mix 135, Darby Tron, Wet Josh, Governor 96, Oatmeal Bath, Bad With Names, Bongo Gibbs, Organ Farmer, Lynn, and Sarah. Thank you very much for writing reviews. Thank you to everyone else who wrote reviews. Please keep them coming. Really, they're great. And the best name of those, I think this can be like a fun segment. For me, it's Wet Josh. Wet Josh. With a bullet. Wet Josh. Yeah, okay. Love Wet Josh. Yeah, Wet Josh. Uh, next, we're going to be talking about The Ascent. So look forward to that. I believe it. Is it on Game Pass? It is, that is on Game Pass. Correct? The Game Pass version is a little funky. 
Uh, but like if you in own, a fun, widespread panic kind of way, like it's missing <laughs> some features like uh, ray tracing that it shouldn't be missing. Um, hopefully, it'll get updated soon. But it's also on Steam. But if you already pay is for that Game Pass, the, just, the Xbox version is there a version of Xbox I can pay for that that I can get ray tracing? No, it's I just pay for ray tracing. I don't think. Yeah, it's it's uh, Game Pass and Steam. So make your call that way. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. That is going to do it for us. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because in the world's best friends, pick the world's best games. Steve.